All right. Finally back with another episode of Ignorant Bliss with an actual guest. Um uh, oh, for, of, a former regular, my friend Rocky, uh, full government name, Roxana <laughs> Haddadi. Full famous, government name and everything, huh? Yeah, because you're a famous vulture critic with five, five figures of followers on, on Elon's Twitter and plenty of articles covering every single TV show. Not true. Yeah, yeah, First of all, there's, doesn't do. there's too much do. television. So we're not even doing like a fraction of it. But it's fine. It's You're big right. time. You're big time. Okay. All right. Fancy. Thank you you okay. came up since the last time you you've you've done a podcast with me. You just, it's true. It's been a lot of things happened. You know, mm-hmm. pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, em- employment changes and job and change, status, yeah. Mm-hmm. Status growth. Okay. <laughs> The pandemic is just like lost time, right? So it's like it's three years that don't even like register in my brain when we talk about time. I don't it know where it went. Just because I terrible. I work in real. I worked in real life. I did too. No, I'm not saying you did. People don't work, but I'm like going you out in the world like in. the Omega. Yeah, the Omega yeah. Man stuff. Like that's what I mean by like. Yeah, you kept time. going in. Yes, so, you were like suited up. Yeah. All, all of the materials. It was, it was the last of us in real life. That's it was, it truly was. It was real Charlton Heston type energy yeah. happening. Yeah, except for maybe like the racism. It was still there because it wasn't reason, there. He, he, he really hated the 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 other people, the, the, <laughs> the new type of people that was there. Uh, he yeah. was killing them. He was terrible. He, he really was. The the Omega <laughs> Man is the monster. We never forget that he's the monster. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about this video. I feel like we have sporadically talked about it in various Twitter DMs. Like you had watched some. I was catching up. You've played the game. I haven't played the game. So we're coming at it from like slightly different ideological perspectives. But I also think we have a lot of overlap in terms of how we view the show. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think we get it. So uh, this episode is about The Last of Us, the whole season, because I have too many things to do to do episodes about every episode. It says, you know, we both are critics. We got to watch the whole thing before it even came on TV. Mm-hmm. And I took the the challenge of like, Oh, I've put this game on for 10 years. I'm going to play the whole game and watch the whole season at the same time in the same weekend. And yeah. And then you're like, nah, I don't need to play this game. I'm going to no. TV I'm going to watch this show and analyze it and and then do crazy good pieces about how they made mushroom zombies in real life. Um well, thank you. Or the infected. You know, they were, yeah, excuse you know, me. The infected. The infected. Yeah. yeah, it is funny. I mean, like, we did, I think at this point I've written, what, like, four or five? Maybe five pieces about it. Uh, and from, like, a, a couple critical pieces, a couple of, like, how did they pull this off, process pieces. And I have an interview with Craig Mazin that should publish after the finale. But it definitely felt like 
Did you feel, well, let me ask you this. Did you feel like it got the same attention as House of the Dragon, or did you feel like it got more attention than House of the Dragon? Where did this fall on your like HBO premiere Sunday night schedule? I think it started off lower mm-hmm. and is going to end higher mm-hmm. because it had the benefit of what House of the Dragon didn't have mm-hmm. is that the games media all pushed this show mm. because this is like adapting essentially they were adapting what was a Game of Thrones show for video games like right. when this game came out in 2013 games media and, these, and this this is like small groups like IGN is a small uh, all the different game sites Polygon is a small Yeah, all these places are actually pretty big and have a lot of things and they were all like they love this game then the remasters like oh you gotta play this game and then the show came out and so not only were they building hype when it came on you got the games people telling the game people to watch it you got people who played the game said mm-hmm. this is great and they're telling all their people like yo you gotta watch this and then you have folks like you like the actual regular television press like this show is great and so it kept building and building like I didn't expect that first episode to get like what was it, like 30 million or something something crazy yeah. after it was all Wild. settled I was yeah. like, for like basically a movie long pilot, like, like an 80, 80 something minute so episode. Long. Okay, so here's my other question. You talk to like regular people, which I don't do because I'm a hermit who lives in my basement. Uh, what do like regular type people feel about the show and the conversations that you've had? Has it become an office show for you, like a real water cooler type show? Um. To a certain degree, people do. I know people who watch it. Most of you I know watch it. It happens in like you know, like my different friend chats or whatever. Like, oh, you're like, oh, like you know, don't talk too much about it. I haven't watched it yet. That type of mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. everybody who watches, they watch it like every every week. Mm-hmm. Not too long in the week either. They try to you know by like Wednesday, mm-hmm. they try to have it watched. Um, people in the office, I got some people to watch it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, for some people, it's too much for them. Some people, mm-hmm. you know, they soft. They soft mm-hmm. like, like baby thighs. They can't handle. Mm-hmm. They can't handle it. But I do think it's a show that is gathering or garnering a big enough audience of regular people and HBO diehards. I do think it holds that HBO standard yeah. of prestige. That prestige it's, TV. It's on that, HBO. People are going to watch it. It's got that Sunday night spot. Not the I'm Monday fine. night spot. Yeah, the and big spot. not... Not the Thursday HBO Max spot. Yeah. This is the Sunday 9 p.m. spot. Post football. Post football spot. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I like, I sense that people in my life are watching it. I just, I feel like I have a hard time determining whether these are people who, to your point, will watch like anything that HBO tells them to watch or whether these are people who are actually intrigued by the idea outside of the marketing. You know what I mean? Cause it's been a huge marketing push as well. So it's sort of been interesting to see all the different corners of influence that are coming together to promote the show. I think the Nick Offerman episode getting so much hype helped. It really did. Yeah, I think so. Even though that's not my favorite episode. But no, not mine either. It's, no. It 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 was pushed out enough. There's also, it's a good bottle episode that like, mm-hmm. I think I had a friend who said they just, their partner just watched the episode. 
Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. don't need to watch anything. They was like, okay, I'm good. Like I like this. That's mm-hmm. that's it. So I was like, yeah. wow, I was like, that's interesting. But um, you know that I'm contractually obligated to tell you that bottle episode is not the correct terminology. Oh, that's not what they want to call it anymore. Well, it's not a bottle episode, right? Because mm-hmm. like the traditional definition of a bottle episode is that the production did not have the budget to build a different set. And they didn't have the budget for guest stars. So a bottle episode was to keep like the budget in the bottle. So that's why it would be like a recycled set. And usually it was just your main stars. So that's why like the classic fly Breaking Bad episode where they're like trapped in the lab or whatever is a bottle episode. But like this, we get like 20 minutes with Joel and Ellie. They built the entire town that Bill and Frank live in. Like it's a departure narratively for sure, but it's not the technical. Yeah. It's not the technical definition of a bottle episode, which I feel like the bottle episodes feel harder and harder to come by. It feels like people use these sort of narrative shifts more than they use a bottle right like i think about like the goofy movie episode of atlanta that (laughs) like that was like a narrative shift right it's like you're getting a completely different form but it's not a bottle episode so i just think it's it's sort of just an interesting look at how tv is changing now that it feels like these big productions have the resources to do entirely different standalone episodes as they want to rather than being forced by budget to like scrape an idea together. Yeah, it's it's interesting in regards to the way the the structure of this series, this first season, mm-hmm. because uh, there's a there's technically being that there's another episode like that in the seventh episode. Yeah, which is I don't remember the title because I only think of it as oh that's the left behind episode because mm-hmm. that is the title of the DLC in which it's adapting, which was something that came later in mm-hmm. the game. So when you if you play the game as it is. You don't actually play this until after you already beat the game. It was something that came out later. And he's like, oh, so this folds in between this section and this section. Mm-hmm. And the way they were able to place it in the in the correct section of the story in the show, because, you know, the show, they can realign things. Uh, it, it works like so it, like in my head, it's already like, well, that's not a bottom. So that's to me is like my brain is like that is extra content or DLC. Like an, like an epilogue almost. Yeah, it was. That's kind yeah. of what it was because it was, it, you know. So also another thing was like, oh man, you're playing as Ellie, and it's just like, yeah, playing as Ellie is different than playing as Joel, right? Joel right. is super Batman, right? But, um, uh, so I guess who how is you, your? How do you want to approach it? How do you want to dive in? How do you want to do it? Okay, because <laughs> the, the real the real thing that that's interesting me is uh, is what are your we got, this is a spoilery for whoever's going to listen to this. Yeah, whatever. If you're listening, um, good luck. What do you think about Joel now that you know his decision at the end of the season? Okay, this is a good question. Did you read my essay about American exceptionalism? Wait, is that a new one or is that an older one? Because if it's an older one, yes, and I'm old and I forget things now. This but, came out like Tuesday. Or Wednesday. No, okay. no. I've been okay. too busy at work and seeing movies. I didn't. I didn't read nothing. And Twitter is trash. I don't even see your tweets. Horrible. Time yeah, I don't even. Anymore. I don't even see your tweets. It's horrible. So, so you and I have sort of talked about this generally. We talked about how 
this feels, this story overall feels in a lot of ways like a white Western male fantasy, right? It hits all of the, like, I'm a protective father figure. I was damaged, but I can grow with the love of someone who loves me. Like, we talked a lot about how it felt like the show was hitting and the narrative overall sort of hits those beats. And at the same time, something I was thinking about is that throughout the season, we meet all these groups of people who have essentially created their own tribes. It's very tribalistic Mm. and who have taken the endure and survive ideology as one of individualism, right? Where they're only protecting themselves. They're only protecting the people around them. And ultimately it leads to like every group's downfall or every group's corruption by violence. So I wrote this essay about how the show is exploring the idea of American exceptionalism and the idea that America is this like magically blessed country. The people within it are magically blessed to be successful. And I wrote about how the show sort of undermines that idea with these figures who are recognizable American figures, like priests, cowboys, revolutionary heroes, Uh, And how it complicates that by the fact that none of these people are actually building communities where everyone is valued. So basically, I tried to be like, how can I write an essay about how the American way of life is bad? (laughs) It is unsustainable, essentially. That's essentially Uh, what I said. I was like, it's unsustainable. None of these groups have like long-term longevity. None of these groups, aside from Fedra, and Fedra is like very convinced that the only way is their way, right? So like I sort of walked through all these groups, but we ran it before the finale. So I couldn't talk about how what Joel does is like the ultimate example of this ideology, right? Mm -hmm. Like Joel is convinced that the only way that Ellie can lead a meaningful life or can contribute to society is by being his surrogate daughter. So I, I don't want to say I hate the ending because I think the ending, well, this is a very interesting question. I think the ending is supposed to make you uncomfortable, but I also think the ending is trying to convince you that what he did is justified. And just from my own, like, personal mentality, I don't think so. (laughs) So I'm very curious about how this plays out. Because in my, you know, like, leftist perspective, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if she could create a vaccine that could, like, save humanity, you should probably explore that, like, a little bit. rather than (laughs) murdering everyone for the sake of saving her. So I remember when that was happening, I was like, oh, this is like really bad. Uh, And I'm curious how people will feel about it. Uh, You know, since I like playing the game, Mm -hmm. I played the game 10 years, like almost 10 years later than when it came out. Mm -hmm. And in watching the show, first of all, when I got to the end of the game, mm-hmm. 
And remember, like video games are different from TV shows, being that you're an active participant and you're making these decisions. You're even if you it's kind of like you you're making you're still making a choice to do these actions. Even if you feel there is no choice because you want to beat the game, you want to get to the next part. There's like an interactive requirement yeah. in the video game that television can never yeah. have. So unless you're doing like a Black Mirror or choose your own adventure yeah. episode. Yeah. 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 So when, when you're in your Joel and you're, and you're at the point where he's just like, what the fuck you mean, Marlene? What the fuck you going to do? And as he's like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, yeah, I am murdering every single one. one of you. And you actually are murdering every, like you hide behind these coming up. Like you're doing all this stuff and then you get to Ellie and you stab the doctor and you do this and then you pick her up and you run and they're coming after you and you get on the elevator, you go down and you do everything. You have the conversation with Marlene and then you get to the end and, you know, he tells her the lie and and it is just like, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, they could, there's got another girl, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right. And then he's like, and then she asked him, like, is he telling the truth? And he's like, I swear. And in the game, it cuts to black. I was like, oh, that's the boldest video game ending I've ever seen in my life. Because mm-hmm. that really complicates everything you've done as Joel. Like, yeah. Like, he literally said, fuck the world. And usually when you play the game, you save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he's like, Oh fuck this shit! No, it's me yeah. and my new daughter, and we gonna go out here to the country and live this this free life. And then I get to the watch to the episode, and it was like, oh, like wait, wait, wait. This is shot for shot, except I'm not controlling it. It's the same shit though. He killing every. And did he pick her? Oh, he, and then it cut. It is the same shit. I was like, oh, yeah. people gonna feel because Pedro Pascal Joel is more empathetic. The video game Joel. Yes. There is People, emotion in that man's face. Yes. And he's he garners on the Ellie way faster in the show than he does in the game. And that is one of my flaws for the show. I think oh, yeah, the yeah. show needed a lot, not a lot more time, but I think it needed like one more episode to really secure that relationship. Yeah, I I I agree in terms of even though it's almost a the same amount of time of playing and watching, it still feels like y'all could have y'all could have got the ten y'all could have got ten episodes out of this. Really, yeah. there's a little more you could have done on the journey. Um, but I was when I finished it, that was the first thing I was like, I don't know how. It doesn't matter how well I think this did. Like I literally am waiting for the think pieces because it's like, excuse me, Ellie could save the world. Mm-hmm. And Joe said, fuck that shit. But here's the thing. I don't have any trust in non-critical... God, this sounds so horrible. I'm so sorry. I don't have any trust in viewers who have, like, I don't know, watched Marvel shit for 20 years and... <laughs> who want who love Pedro Pascal as an actor and who just want to see him happy. Like I have a real fear that there actually won't be that much discussion about this ending because people will just think, well, like he's her dad and like he did a good thing. Like I really feel that that is what the ending is going to be. That's what the discussions are going to be. 
I, you know what? I, I should probably expect what you're expecting because it's, yeah. it's, it's a certain thing where I think about it is an inter- it's not even an interesting choice, but I think what gums up the situation is that they decided to start the episode with like Ellie's origin that we didn't have in the game mm-hmm. played by the actress who actually played Ellie and they give you the connection of what I feel is a better connection between Marlene and Ellie's mother yeah, got in the game because the game you get a, a voice recording, you know about these things, you read little notes, but no, like when you sit there, you're like, oh, Marlene to me actually had a harder decision because yes. like he's yes. not only did she have to like put a bullet in her mother's head, her best friend, right, her best Isn't friend, her best friend yeah, had to tell her like, I'll protect your daughter, right, these things to go this way, and then to also is like. I have to kill, like, I have to let this girl die for mm-hmm. the greater good of saying, and she was willing to go through with it. Mm-hmm. If it, and it's just like. And think about, and here's some, so I do think, I think it's a very smart storytelling tool to do that. And I also think it's smart because it makes more clear Marlene's statements to Ellie earlier in the show. When she's like, I put you in the school. I've been watching over you. I've been taking care of you. And then at this ending, like, there's an argument to be made that Marlene is arguably more of a parent to Ellie than Joel is. It, it's, right? a, it's, a, it's her mother. It's essentially that's her mother. And it's like this uh, weird, it's not even a weird, it's a, a straight dramatic between a father decision about how we go about the daughter or the mother. Right. And then what complicates things is that, as you said, this is in a lot of ways, these type of narratives, like some type of American white dystopic fantasy. But then when you make the show, you basically make all the characters people of color. Mm-hmm. So then you have this, this Latin father and mm-hmm. this black mother. And then that's where I do think there will be some think pieces because it's always, you know, the kind of things like, Black women will save the world. Like if you let them, mm-hmm. but nah, but, she gets murked. No, like she, she, she yeah. gets killed. She gets yeah. murdered. And, and Ellie asks about her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Ellie he lies to her face. About her, and he lies right to her face. So yes, yeah, so that's one of the things because I have not played the second game. Me either. And I, I don't really want to know much I other than I know that. Um. Yeah, I haven't read that. Ellie does some fucked up shit. That See, I, feel, I don't even know that stuff. I know they don't even little. say what she does, but it's it's to the point where people who review games is like, if they make a third, I've heard it say that like Ellie should sacrifice herself because at this point she's gone too far beyond the pale. In terms, See, I guess you could say, so interesting. To the me. Joel, the Joel, which in my my brain is like she went too far like Joel that mm-hmm. she needs to sacrifice herself to make up for. Her the vengeance or whatever she did to, to have so, like redemption. Yeah. 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 And I, that's another reason why I also think that like they need to make a filler season because I love Bella Ramsey. She mm-hmm. still looks like a kid and I need, I think the audience as a whole, all of us needs at least a year for us to believe her as like an adult that's going to go out mm-hmm. and basically, basically to be the searchers, be John Wayne and the searchers. 
for revenge. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because all I know is the setup of the second game. I I probably am going to play it this year because it's it's a point where it's like I need to know. But mm-hmm. that it's the ending of that game. It's it's so interesting to me because as I think I, I think gamers know in a certain way you're complicit in Joe's yes. actions and yes. it makes you think about it differently yes. than just passively watching Pedro yes. Pascal like because you're right I do believe it's like well yeah he gotta save his daughter like it's just I 100% I think that's how people will read it I especially think in a country like ours where like family focused perspectives are given primacy in our narratives I think that like it might be easy for you and I because we're not parents to be like oh yeah the greater world is obviously more important obviously more important of course it's more important but I feel like the prevailing opinion from people will be well they love each other and shouldn't that matter more than people they don't know but again right like that's like that's American exceptionalism on an individual basis that your life is more important than countless other lives. Right. Yeah. So the one thing that I'm curious about is like, I feel like it's very purposeful that in the episode, Marlene has not told Ellie, right? Like Marlene has lied to Ellie about what's going to happen. Is that also how it is in the game? Like they don't tell Ellie the truth. They don't tell tell Ellie that that she's not going to, she would survive this okay. procedure. See, because I feel like that's like that's almost an that's almost a justification from the game for what Joel does, I think. Because Marlene's lying to Ellie too. Yeah, yeah. It's just and I think oh, and this might be only a I'm old and I've been playing games mm-hmm. for 38 odd years mm-hmm. where it's just like, yes, Marlene lied. Mm-hmm. but I didn't have to go around and kill every firefly. And that's yes. where it's just like, it's yes. not, oh, he didn't go have a, just a conversation with Marlene. Like, no, you go around and Murdering you everyone every in the firefly hospital. and you yeah. kill the doctor. Like yeah. he didn't, you don't need to kill the doctor. No. Because the doctor isn't a threat. He can't beat you. No. Like you're Joel, you, you murder people. Like mm-hmm. you survive in this terrible world. So mm-hmm. like, like, oh, okay. Like, all right, there's a there's a thing was like, okay, Marlene isn't telling Ellie, but in a lot of ways, you could also see it's like technically Ellie, you shouldn't even be alive right now. Like that's also true. You got bit, you had to kill your best friend slash biggest crush, love of your life. Mm-hmm. Because both of you as children did something that most likely I told you both not to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love you, and I'm glad that you're alive. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Here's a miracle, and it's the one miracle I've been fighting for to save the entire species. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's almost a sacrifice where you can see it now that we have this the mother character. Like, if they were able to have a conversation, that yeah. you could say even her mother will understand. It's like, yeah. 20 years of the world ending. Yeah. Billions of people are dead. Yeah. And you could potentially save it. Like, I, yeah, I just, I think. Hey, Ellie doesn't get a choice. I, no, Ellie doesn't, Ellie doesn't get a choice. Because in a lot of ways, if Ellie's given a choice with everything that's happened, 
what would you she would she want to even yeah. be around him which would if she be willing to like okay i'm okay with 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 dying to right. save the world especially everything post cannibal pastor predator, i would think right, and, like, and that's almost why i wish there was like another filler episode in between these two things because i think the violence at the end of the preceding episode is so arguably well not arguably it is justified right for ellie to have killed david and for joel to have like you know hurt these people to get to ellie i think that is all very justified behavior so then i think to immediately go into an episode where you and I can read the actions as more morally complicated. But I wonder if other people just view it as similar to the David situation. Oh, of course, he's again just defending her from people who want to hurt her. I don't have faith in viewers, Julian. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I don't. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember watching the sequence the first time and just being like, oh, wow, it's going for a long time. He's killing a lot of people. <laughs> and then the lie, I mean, the lie at the end is like a kick in the teeth, right? Oh, so, it's, yeah. It's shot for shot, too, which, again, these are there. There are times in the show which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Shot for shot recreations, because, again, a lot of people think of video games and they're thinking of uh, Super Mario Brothers. Sure. They're thinking of, they're not thinking it's like, nah, actually there's times when these video games got better acting than whatever movie <laughs> is going out. Yeah. And the shots, are, the, the shots that are chosen. And when I saw it, it's like, oh, this is the same, this is the same thing. Like, I, because it, and the interesting thing with, with the seven, eight, nine sequence of the series is that it's very much um, like the actual game is because it does go from David to oh we find Marlene and the Fireflies. Okay, and it's to a point where when I beat the game, I didn't know I beat the game. I was like, "This mm -hmm. wait, 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 this is it," mm -hmm. and that's why the the end hit me so hard because I was like, "Oh, this is nothing." Oh. Like, oh, this is the end. This yeah. is what y'all doing, because mm -hmm. but the thing of it is, is that the the David part has a different beginning. So mm -hmm. it's like uh, when she takes Joel, it goes away. She goes up north and she's in a cabin, mm -hmm. and um, she it, it's like it's like weeks. Wow, it goes from fall to winter. It's weeks in between where she's nursing Joe back to hell. She just she just taught herself how to be nice with the bow. You start the level and she's hunting mm -hmm. a deer. Mm -hmm. Hunting a rabbit and she's hunting deer. And that's how you meet David. And that's mm -hmm. how you start making this connection. And then like David, it killed a horse and you like, damn, they killed my horse. Like by that time you really fucking with that horse. Like you didn't y'all done been through some like you got the horse with Tommy. Like you yeah you real good. Like it's like oh shit not any kill my Oh, fuck you, David. And then, like, she's captured for a while because then you got to play as Joel to, like, get, get to her and back. There's a, and yeah. there's a blizzard. And then you go back to her and you're running around. And this is one of the few times I think, and I think the show did that well, is I think also the game as a male, as a cisgendered male, it puts you in a perspective. If you're old enough to it, into being a girl mm -hmm. being chased by a man, Mm -hmm. 
wanting something else mm-hmm. and ready to commit violence because he's not getting and it's like yo I'm like I don't know how y'all figured how to put that type of anxiety mm-hmm. in the game and then when I saw the show I was like oh yeah that's still here like mm-hmm. I know people will still have this like there's a thing where you know David David isn't just I'm a cannibal he's something else and it's just like bro as soon as, soon as he hits that girl for talking about her dad. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I was like, and I remember, I think I, I DM'd you after watching it. I was like, this is the closest episode to because it's like, yeah. that, that guy, the guy who plays David, Scott Shepard. Yeah. Performing, that's it. Because he's the one that, like, I hate that person. He's the villain. Like, Immediate no, like, hate. Like, no, bro. I yeah. need you to, I need you dead. And I was like, damn, this is, he even just, he's just as bad. He's almost worse than the game. It's just like, yo, your face, like, bro, you ain't, bro, <laughs> that's, like. And, uh... that's, and that's my, and I feel like that's my favorite episode because the stakes are so clear. Yeah. He is a bad guy, but I also think he has a really interesting ideology in that he's a mix of all this religious stuff that he's cherry picked mm-hmm. to justify his own actions. But he also, you know, has the practicality and aura of a school teacher, which yeah. he was before the outbreak in that he'll, he'll get on your level and he'll really calmly explain to you why you should defer every single one of your decisions to him. Like, I think that was great casting and a yeah, great performance. And I think, yes, it's bleak. But you also know that my storytelling preferences generally align more with bleak than with, like, episode three, which I thought was, like, very lovely and very nice. It's too sweet, Rocky. But also isn't something that... I don't want to say it doesn't fit with this world. But for me... I find the storytelling of like how are people interacting with each other more interesting than how are people who are siloed off from the rest of the world dealing with that choice? Because Bill and Frank decide to be siloed off from the rest of the world. I mean, we see that they fight about it in time, but ultimately it's like they made this perfect little commune for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and that, it was i remember watching the episode and i was like okay this is the emmy episode yes they they also made it sweeter than what it was oh it's very different from the game yeah they they made it because i also think they also knew that there's a certain level of bleakness to they had to counter it i mean i understand yeah. from a narrative perspective after the first two episodes especially the second episode her test dies and i think if you're not a video game player her death that early on is shocking. So you yeah. do you do need to sort of reset it with a relationship that is easy to root for and a romance that is very, look, it's very recognizable to straight people. And I think that that benefited, mm-hmm. benefited that episode. So I, you know, I liked it. I think it was well done. It did everything that it needed to do. But episode three is not necessarily one that I have thought about rewatching. Whereas I think about, I think about rewatching eight and trying to understand how Scott Shepard does what he does in that hour a lot. Yeah. 
Because yeah. it's not even that long of like comparison to, to the longer episodes. I'm like, like y'all fit this in an hour. Y'all had other episodes that I don't know needed to be like I enjoyed them. I was like, well, y'all really going for this feature only type of episode thing, but I like y'all actually could have put an extra 10 minutes on this. There's a little bit more you could have put in. I wish they and, did, but it because, was still perfect. Yeah. But they should have, but like I could you could have had a little bit more with her in that group and also Joel. Yes. Getting to her after waking yes. up. Like Yes. That episode turns them into superheroes. And I don't necessarily like that. I think that I wish we had more time to like be watching them heal, to understand how much time has passed, to follow Ellie on her own a couple times if she's successful or if she fails. But I just think there needed to be more connective tissue there. And you and I talked about this too with the time jump between Kansas City and Jackson, where there are three months where they're on the road and we don't see any of that time. I also think that could have been its own episode or just elongated. I mean, what I will say in terms of, I think, a misstep is I don't think that HBO should have teased that he and Tommy reunite. But that scene was front and center of all of the marketing for that episode. But then when I was watching the episode, I was like, okay, yeah, I know that they reunite. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's like I felt like that sort of lost dramatic impact. Whereas I think three months of them walking, again, you get like a grander sense of what has happened. And I think you get more time for them to bond. And I would have liked that. Yeah, I, I think they they maybe they chose to show that front and center because they know that the gamers were going to spoil it. Um, it's possible. That's true. Because it's like, that's, that. a, that's a big because the, the, they changed how it happens because in the in the game, Tommy and what's his wife's name? Maria. Maria. They're at a dam. They're, they make a beauty around the dam and get the, they get the dam working again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here they moved it to the town because they're setting up like, oh, we're going to do the second game. So they had to make the town. They have that to they're introduce in. this location. The location, yeah. the future girlfriend for Ellie, this type of stuff. Like, okay, like I get it. I didn't play the game, and I was like, I know what you're doing. I watched yeah. enough TV to know what you're doing. Yeah, I know but, why this this weird random girl, when no one else yeah. is important in this town, why this weird random girl gets singled out like, by Ellie. Yeah, for like a single second. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, she looks just like. She looks just like the actress that played. Yeah. Okay. And um, but and I guess this is a good segue to uh to Henry, Sam, and I was wondering. I was like, okay, we've talked about Jackson. And, um, and we talked about Silver Lake. When are we gonna talk about the, Kansas and the, City? And the evil Karen. And the evil yeah. Karen that was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I think what would have helped your thing with time, right? Yeah. Is that well let's let's discuss yeah. your general feelings. Are Kansas City bad, entirely bad? Are you completely anti episodes four and five? It's I don't like I don't like the changes they made to the characters. Okay. And so it's like it's it's not interesting for me to watch or really like debate, like, oh, uh, what's wait, what's the what's the lady's name again? Like the actress is fine. Kathleen is like, I I don't like So in okay, so tell me. So in the video game, they're in Pittsburgh. Yes. And they're called the Hunters. Yes. And so what's different about the setup? So the setup is is basically they 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 end up into a trap. Mm-hmm. Like so as, similar. They it's still similar. Get 
And during the 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 fray with fighting or surviving them, uh, you you're reading things. You find out that they in this area, these people took out Fedra, and it became kind of like a survival of the fittest type of place. Okay. And they have this uh, this this uh, military vehicle with a fifty cal that they go around and patrol. You end up running into Henry and Sam. Okay. On the why you and you you find out that they're from another group that was coming from another direction, and that okay. Henry wants to join the Fireflies, okay. but they have to get out of it. They got to get a to a radio tower so he can wire them, and then like Joel and his issues with the Fireflies because he doesn't like Federal or the Fireflies, mm-hmm. and it's, it becomes like a, a, Class, a type of debate. Classic libertarian voter Joel. Yeah, anti-Republican, like, anti-Democrat. Anti, and yeah, so Henry and you know Sam is the same age as Ellie, mm-hmm. kind of bomb, but you know Joel don't want to trust nobody. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing it, the difference is, is like Henry. Not only Henry is Sam a, a mirror for Joel and Ellie, but Henry is also a mirror for Tommy because he's younger. Mm-hmm. He wants to join the Fireflies. Joel is like, I don't think this is really what you should be doing. You mm-hmm. got to worry about your brother. This, that, and third. So it becomes this, this, this segmented. This like new, like at this point, Joel looks like he's actually remaking a family because mm-hmm. there's a point in which when you're running from him, and you think Henry does you dirty because you end up falling into the river, but then he saves you and is like. See, I saved you. Like we, we had to break up. I left you, but I had to. We couldn't do this together. It won't kill all of us. And but there's this whole period where you're in this, you're in this suburban town where they show in the, mm-hmm. in the thing with a big final set piece where the guys come out the ground. The and cul-de-sac, go. yeah. But it's different because the first thing you do is that you fight the hunters and your Joel. He has the sniper rifle. You taking them out and y'all take out the 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 truck and it's like okay, you 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 got a breather, but all that noise brings out the. Brings out the things. infected, and yeah. then then you start sniping those guys so you so that Henry, Sam, and Ellie can run, and then you you lead to the same ending, but at when you get to that point where they're all there, it's not just like oh Henry's a snitch and this mm-hmm. that third, and it's it's literally like all right, like in a way it's like I may law I don't have my brother and I'll mm-hmm. end up running, but it's like in a way like I have my brother. I have my daughter. Mm-hmm. My daughter have a friend. Mm-hmm. We can make it in this world together because this young man is smart. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's adaptable. I'm getting old. Like they, mm-hmm. you sitting there, it's like all right, bet. And then mm-hmm. everything goes to shit. And it's just mm-hmm. like, and it's like you get this time in the, in the, in the neighborhood where like you're walking around, you're looking for supplies, you're seeing this empty neighborhood, and then Henry gets to talk about how it was like he remembered the world because he was five. Mm-hmm. Everything went down, so he remembers barbecues. He remembers these things, but his brother didn't get a chance to have that. Mm-hmm. He's not as old as Joel, mm-hmm. and it's this thing where it's like, but he's like he wants to be free, want to fight for freedom, he want to fight Federer, and then Ellie's asking Joel questions like, "What's an ice cream truck and what's this that?" And, it's, and you get these, you get more bonding because they have little moments where you have to answer Ellie's questions, and it's just like, yo, if y'all would have just put that out just a little bit longer, where it wasn't all about this lady who's just like so mad that her brother died. Because he chose essentially to sacrifice himself to save a kid. This like, it's like I get it. Like she's good, 
The set piece is nice. I get to see the bloater, but I'm like, I miss that that character building of the softening of Joel is interesting, and yeah. they kind of speed up his softening because also it's just again Pedro Pascal empathetic as fuck. You look mm-hmm. at that man, it's like, man, I want to hang out with Pedro Pascal. I know he, you have a good time, a good conversation. We go get some good food. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. I fall down, he'll help me get up or something. Like you mm-hmm. see that man, like I don't even watch the Mandalorian. It's like, of course he'll take care of that bumpet. Of course, of like, course he would. Yeah, he'll do that. You know what I'm saying? I still, I'm still mad. The mountain crushed his head, and I, like, ah, well, his revenge. I want to cast a spell, bring him back. Like, no, protect your daughters. Do all, like, do all this. And at a certain point, it's just like, and and, and the Sam, the, the the kid who plays Sam is so good. Yeah, and you know he's from the area. I got love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see him at the Caps games. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get it. I like the change, like him being mm-hmm. uh deaf and mm-hmm. his interactions as a little brother to Ellie mm-hmm. versus a versus like a best friend peer. It works, but it's just in the end, it's like like, do you really like Henry as much as he's like, oh, I'm a snitch. I worked with because some people is like he worked for Fever, he kind of deserved what he's got. I was like, and she well, see, I, I think like I think all of this is interesting. So a couple things that I think are sort of fascinating. One, I have seen the criticism from like leftist corners of Twitter who I follow because of course that um, there's this interesting sort of like diminishment of Fedra in the show. Yeah. And that you see them in Boston and then you don't really see them again. You just see them being like, massacred in kansas city which i'm sure is a perspective you don't get in the game because you just end up in pittsburgh and they've already been mm-hmm. deposed right but at that time you've also already fought federal yes like you already have fought Federer. massacres yes. of federal yourself yes yes but you haven't necessarily seen like fedra in other places Nope. So I think there's like a couple things that are interesting. It's interesting to me that you sort of get this diminishment of Fedra in Kansas City. And it's interesting to me that you also get like a diminishment of the fireflies. Because something I was reading is that in the game, the fireflies like start the uprising against Fedra in Pittsburgh. And then the hunters like take over yep. by like massacring the fireflies. Yeah. So I also think it would have been interesting. I personally think there isn't enough in the TV show to differentiate the resistance of Kansas City from the Fireflies. So it feels to me like the resistance of Kansas City and the Fireflies become the same. Yep. And it feels like the show using what the resistance does to also make you distrust the Fireflies. And that... Yes. That is, again, like my overly political analysis of these episodes. But I just think it's it's interesting that you don't have as much as the Fireflies as you normally would have had. You don't get another opportunity for them to be like, hey, here's our ideology. Here's what we're trying to do. But you have this like resistance. And, and they say resistance, I think. I don't think anybody in the show says hunters. No. Like they've changed the description of what these people are. So you just have them as like, it, you know, in my most cynical moments, it feels like a both sides are bad. 
sort of yeah it's, sort it's, of analysis yeah. instead of and having I, this multiple like the thing is that in a lot of ways henry's wish to join the fireflies and his explain, explanation of why he wants to join the fireflies brings about the side of the fireflies that you don't get let's say when you first interact with them with marlene as the leader mm-hmm. just saying like i will get you whatever you need to get just get yeah. this girl to to here so like the fact that in the game when you go to these places like oh the fireflies took over this college hospital and they're trying to cure the disease where Fedra is like, I, we're, we're just trying to sustain whatever civilization is. That being said, I don't even think enough is done with Fedra because even in the game, I agree. Not, I don't, I yeah. don't think either of them gets enough time in the show. Not I all Fedra's are the, like not saying like not all Fedra outposts because they're run by, it's like a loose connection of what's left of the government. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, that the, the Pittsburgh one was really bad while the, the Boston one is just general, like regular type bad. Yeah, like East East Germany type shit. Like okay, yeah. and this, but the Pittsburgh guy shit got multiple sides. You got the Fireflies fighting Federal. You got the Hunters fighting Federal. But then they also fight the Fireflies, and it's just like everything with this. Like oh, this got really bad here. Like yeah, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I just think this generic, and you get this a couple times, like you get this from the radio operator, who's like, there are worse people out there, there are slavers, there's worse. And I just think that we get all that with like David as a very good, very straightforward villain. Mm. And I'm not against moral ambiguity. I just personally think if you are going to have a group of resistance quote unquote <laughs> mm. fighters. <laughs> there is this weird muddiness between them and the fireflies. Yeah. And also, personally, I do think if you were a collaborator, maybe you should be assassinated. That's all I'm saying, Julie. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but but can, but again that like that gets interesting because a lot of to me it's just like the the three way logic of different sides of you have the group you have one group you have the fireflies who wants to bring about democracy right you have Fedra and it's more interesting where it's like oh these guys since they since Fedra's done now is going to kill the other guys it's way more interesting to me than just like oh he's a snitch I he's agree, a collaborator yeah. I was yeah. like. It's like, oh, so basically it's just like you have it's there's a power vacuum and the the crazy the crazy third party violent ones took over in the vacuum of the the standard totalitarian authority that we already knew that's only gonna do certain things, but these people wanna murder everybody or whatever. It's like it's interesting that that was that's at play, but they kind of got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I a lot of this could solve if I could have just had a little bit more characterization from Kathleen. Just a little, just a little yeah. bit, more. just a little yeah. bit, a little bit touch more to get with this. It's like, okay, like you didn't, you didn't change Henry to a snitch. It is what it is. And in a part of ways, it's just like, you know, my issues with Kathleen is what they are, but like, I do get like, well, you sold our leader out for X, Y, Z, but then it's like, it gets muddy. It's just like, yeah, but the kid is like eight, bro. Like, Mm-hmm. And then they, and they, they muddied it up by having like her brother's like, yo, I get it, I understand. Like, yo, your leader got it. Like, it's a kid. Y'all ain't really mm-hmm. helping the kid. Like, you gotta make 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it might have to be sacrifices for the good. But now she's like, I got to kill my the doctor that pulled me out my mama. I got to do all this. But I'm, see, here's I'm not the thing. To, she doesn't care about the infected. That really is like, that's just bad leadership. I just couldn't. Yes. I like, here, what is okay. going on? But I have two points about that. One, so this came up over and over again in the interviews, right? Like it came up in the process piece I did where everyone was like, wow, Kathleen really ignored that infected. Kathleen's been in power for like two weeks. Like <laughs> Fedra clearly ignored the infected for like the three years that they had thought that they had driven them out of the tunnels. Wait, so wait, I also wait. think, so I also think this is like, this is sort of the, not confusion caused, but I think that these episodes focus so much on the Kathleen and Henry animosity and on the violence that happened when they overthrew Fedra, that certain details of the narrative feel lost. Yes. Because it's just it's just been two. It's been like the 12 days that you see Henry and Sam hiding out in the attic. So, yes, Kathleen ignored the sinkhole full of infected. But like. What was Kathleen supposed to do with like a week of leadership? <laughs> I, I'll give you that. But I, part of me is like, again, that's another issue I have with those episodes is. Uh, it feels like there are a lot of why do they details. Put them, why do they put them all on the ground? Like, yeah, like I don't under. Like there's a there's a good part of like you surviving this surviving this world is also like navigating around the affected and they can't mm-hmm. see and you can hear and you can get around them you could kill some of them or you can move around them and it's just like there's moments where like you're in the sewer tunnels and they're there mm-hmm. but like to have like oh they're all in this one area and they all come to yes. sick hole i'm just yes. like uh i think it's a very effective action set piece yeah i think there are some details to get us there that I don't necessarily think totally click together for me as a viewer. And I was also going to say something else. And now I don't know. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is that now that I have finished the season, I feel like everything about Kathleen is supposed to be a mirror to Joel. And I just think that it doesn't necessarily work because she doesn't feel like a character on her own. She feels like a character who is doing the same things that Joel is doing. Kills a doctor. Check. Mm -hmm. We'll do we'll do whatever to get this child. Check. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ignores the like greater world that she could be involved you know, in saving or in helping or whatever at the expense of getting to this child. I feel like in some ways she's supposed to be like the Wario to Joel's Mario, but it doesn't feel like all the pieces necessarily came together. I thought. I I agree. And it's also, I guess part of me is, is, is like some of this is like, I don't feel there's enough infected in the show overall. Yeah. Now I get in terms of saving budget, you actually don't need to have a bunch of set pieces with a big group of these things. Mm-hmm. Again, as as much as I stopped watching The Walking Dead, they just had moments where you just had a random guy walking around, zombie guy. All you needed to have a couple of times, you don't always see the clickers, the ones with the big mushroom. There was a bunch of most of you you deal with in the game are just dirty looking humans that can't see 
Right. And they just uh, like they, if they could have just had more of that overall, I wouldn't be turned off as much about like you have this giant set piece mm-hmm. at the end of episode four. No, was it five? Five. At episode five. And at that point, you really don't see any more of these anymore. Right. And it's like, but this is the this is the overall threat to every human, good or bad, in the entire show. Like, you don't have to. The reason to go back to episode uh eight in the game, the reason why Ellie ends up trusting David is because there are infected there. They get into some shit with infected, and Ellie and David is out here getting it done, surviving. Mm-hmm. So she feels like, okay, I can trust this guy because he didn't leave me out here. We took on these bloaters and these all these other things. We we got through this. He might be safe enough to, to let me get some supplies and help Joel. So it's like you get to this point where you're at episode five and you got this big set piece of the bloater comes out the ground and, and then and I almost like it if Kathleen wouldn't have died. Interesting. If she would have been, if she would have stayed the same written and she would have like got out of it to be like this, maybe this other threat unknown that comes back in another season. The like y'all messed up. I was about to make this nice protected utopia. You wanted her to be like Victoria and why the last man. I, she could have been yes yes mm-hmm. she could have been that but they chose it there it just it, she just there, there wasn't enough there so like to me it was half a character mm-hmm. and it's just like all right like I'll, you're a good actress you're doing a good job mm-hmm. you got you got yeah, like i think melanie linsky's yeah. performance is good and i and i don't entirely disagree with the motivation there i just think that in terms of the world that the show is trying to build I feel like those episodes sort of make you miss knowing more about Fedra, knowing more about the Fireflies, knowing more about what differentiates this group from all the other group, knowing, you know what, it's just like, I think there are a lot of like open doors to the Kansas City storyline. Yeah. And and, And they didn't need to be, I don't think. Yeah. And even with the whole, the way they were like, they kind of dismayed about like Joel and Ellie is almost like, wait, you set traps? to trap people mm-hmm. and you instantly think this person has something to do with Henry. Like, no, this is just, there's still people in the world. And yeah. Not everybody's nice. Like yes. you could, it's like, and I think cold, he cold killed your people with, with no problem, like murdered them. And was just like, I'm going to keep you pushing. Yes. Um, yes. I agree with all of that. The other thing that I think that I was going to say, what were we talking about? Episode nine. Oh. The other thing is that like, I want to see more of the infected because I think the show from a production design standpoint has made them look really interesting. So like part of me just wants to see them because I think they look cool. Mm -hmm. But part of me also, I agree with you. It's like, I think that the infected are a really interesting way to consider human alliances. And like, when do you work together against them? And when do you not? And I don't think the show like explores that necessarily. Like, I think it's just past Kansas city. The only other one you get is the one in the mall. Right. So it just becomes humans are the only threat. And I just don't, I get why that's the storytelling, but I also think the story could have accommodated 
more of the infected in that back half to remind you that all of this is still happening, where there is a gigantic other threat that the show has now said is interconnected. They change it from the video game, which is spores as the mm-hmm. means of how they thread. So now there's like this ability the for them to go on the ground, which yeah. I still just like that seems to me to cost way more money than just throwing in some CG particles and having your characters for five minutes, not even five minutes for a few seconds, have on a gas mask. And then like, Woo, we're out of that. Just take it off and keep it like, Well, my my issue with like the underground interconnectivity again is like, yes, it's important in Kansas City, but then you never see it again. In those three months that Joel and Ellie were walking, they didn't encounter any infected for them to like later talk about. (laughs) Like, Like, whoo, you remember that time we walked past that house and like, oh, they had all those clickers out of nowhere coming out? Like, it was like, yeah. It was like this. It was like yeah. It was like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like oh, yeah. what's that? There's this oh, weird, it's a whole movie. <laughs> like I don't this, know. Yeah. Well, like there's just this weird. I don't know how to phrase this. I feel like there's this weird continued innocence for Ellie in the back half of the episode, in the back half of the season, which I get because like she's killed one person. But Ellie has become her, like, dad, Joel has become her father figure. And so there is, she is still a teenager. There is still that, like, youth and innocence. But I also feel like she almost feels, like, too untouched by the horrors mm-hmm. of the world. Like, I I just wish that there, and that's the thing. I think what you and I are both saying is that, like, we like the show. And we like a lot about what the show does. But so much of it just feels like there could have been more, whether that's more character development, whether that's more certain time in certain locations, whether that's more infected, like as much as this episode, like as much as there are nine varyingly length episodes, including a couple of very long episodes, this story can accommodate more than that. And potentially should have had, or could at least have had, more than that. Yeah, like maybe I'm almost thinking that like the Tommy episode should have been an episode to itself. I have thought that the whole time. The Tommy and, episode is like three episodes yeah, put together because the them ending up in the hospital, the the former firefighter, the college hospital, is a long section in the game. That's mm-hmm. actually like when you're when you're playing it. Uh, this this there's a couple moments where like Joel starts to soften to Ellie. Mm-hmm. It's after everything with Sam, mm-hmm. where it's like, wow, that was really that was horrible, messed up situation. Yeah. Uh, not only are we bonded more together now, like I have to see if this little girl is all right. Right. There's the um. There's a moment in that hospital where. One, like there's people there and then there's also infected mm-hmm. but there's a moment where you're fighting you're fighting against a guy and he's drowning you in some water and the only reason you get out of it is Ellie breaks his rule uses the gun and shoots the guy in the head and that's like her first kill and that's a moment where like Joe's like I actually did it's not like I didn't want you to have to like mm-hmm. really murder somebody but also, it's like you—you you did get me out of this. 
Mm-hmm. But then he did the whole thing where he gets in the in the show. It's really quick. Like the guy with the bat and the bat sticks in him is over. Like in the in the game, like he he's fighting this guy and then y'all fall off a thing. And he falls mm-hmm. with a piece of rebar and you're like you're sitting there like, bro, I don't even <laughs> you because you don't know what's gonna happen. You're like, right, bro, is this game about to be all Ellie right now? Like, yeah, he gets himself off and you get on the horse and it's like, okay, well you bond now because she takes care of him and then. then Everything happens with David. It's just like, and then there's the David situation in which she does what she has to do. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Joel is like, yeah, this is my kid now. Like mm-hmm. he didn't lost her innocence due to, to try to rape her. He didn't try to kill her. The shit was on fire, the whole town. Like mm-hmm. and I was sitting here sleeping. Like I was mm-hmm. sitting here like lacking. And it's just like the Tommy situation is in it because there's no real, there's like an understanding Mm-hmm. But I do think that could have been its own episode with its own mm-hmm. conflict and maybe they deal with some infected and then they get and they go off and they do the hospital could have been that whole thing leading up to mm-hmm. the same outcome you had. But y'all again, they could have been split in two and you could have got the regular 10 episode season. Like maybe it was a budget thing. Maybe they spent maybe they spent too much on the on the set piece. Maybe they had too many infected in the come off the ground. Like you could have had a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's the thing is that like, I think that they, you know, everything that they have said is that they were incredibly supported. And I believe that I, you know, I don't, I genuinely do not think that they felt they were constrained i think they have told the story that they wanted to tell i just think from a like pure tv watching episodic perspective there are a couple of these episodes that feel like three different parts of stories strung together into one episode and maybe that was a choice made out of pacing maybe that were you know, choices made out of whatever. But I think like the Jackson example is a good one because I think those three months that they were on the road could have been its own episode. And then I think you could have split Jackson and the travel to the lab into its own episode. But that episode is like an entire first third where they meet Graham Greene and his wife mm-hmm. and they're just like walking around. Jackson is maybe 25 minutes. Maybe. And the lab gets short shifted because they, get, the they, they end up at the lab and then everything happens. And then it's just like, Oh, okay. It's yeah. The, it's yeah. like, so again, you know, it's like we wanted more like, yeah. Yeah. Just, just string it out just a little bit, just stretch it out a little bit more. Because they yeah. have enough material. It's not yeah. like they're actually adding filler. It's just like, Mm-mm. they just need to let stuff breathe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, because yeah, the performances bit... are good. The writing, mostly good. You know, like a lot of the stuff we like. And it's so funny, too, that even the Bill and Frank episode is like 20 minutes of Joel and Ellie. Maybe not 20. Maybe more like 15. Yeah. But people remember it as being only Bill and Frank. But even that episode... Man. Has Joel and Ellie stuff too? So yeah, she, she gets tampons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff in that. There's a lot of stuff in that episode where they, you know, yeah. remembering uh, like you know, basically his whole thing with Bill. Like, like yeah. was it? We wasn't always cool, but like I, I respect you in the end. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what is your what is your ultimate grade 
like a letter grade or like a number grade? I gave it a B plus originally when I wrote my review. And, mm-hmm. I, think, and I think that's where I, I, I stick with it. I think it's a B mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, it's so, those little things that I've talked about, mm-hmm. that, you know, keep it from a, I think there's some things like the Bill and Frank episode is too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't completely like uh, the change to the, the fun. I like, I don't, I, it doesn't make as much. Cause like even regular people who don't know about science fiction knows like, but like, yo, mushroom spreads through spores, bro. Like, <laughs> like it's not even like something like that's like, we know that yeah. like get bad mushrooms out your refrigerator. Cause there's spores and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. This isn't a superhero thing. Your actors can have a, cause the only actor that needs to have a gas mask is Joel. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. pick a gas mask. That's not even that crazy. Just to walk through certain parts, because Ellie doesn't need one. No. To me, that was a way better in the game where you reveal that they believe that she's not affected was because she walked through some spores and another happened to her. And Tessa Joel is like, oh, she ain't bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is real. And also, I guess for me, I like the way Tessa went out in the game because she went out fighting Federer. Like, yes. it wasn't like she gets kissed by this zombie and the fungus go like, nah, she went out, bop, bop, and it was just as it is. You're one person versus the army. They shot right. her and you're, you're seeing it. The perspective is dope too, because you're like sneaking and you see her get shot over the balcony. And Ellie's like, Tess, like, like, no, like, and Joe's like, no, we gotta go. Like mm-hmm. he, he's already dealt with the loss. He he's, already already compartmentalized it, like, he's compartmentalized yeah. it. He's compartmentalized it. He's ready to go. He is and, gone. Yeah. And it's it's like you took out that uh again, you took out this issue of facing Federer mm-hmm. to put in like this big like infected person to do this special. And I was like, it was I, just like I, it was like extra CG I didn't need. I was like I'm so, so I'm really mixed on. I really like the infected kiss. I think it's weird and I think it's gross and I think like it has good impact. But something that uh, my partner Adam said, which I also sort of agree with, and I don't know if you can explain this to me from a gaming perspective, is his question was, <laughs> what is the end game of the infected? Because something like the KISS episode implies that their end game is to infect as many hosts as possible and to spread. And that's the explanation that's given. They want to spread. That's the entire point of Cordyceps. But then you have a character like the Bloater or like the Clickers who are only killing you, right? They're not interested in infecting you. So is there is there ever like an explanation given or are we just like thinking too much about what the villains are meant to do? Well, that well, that's a thing, too, by having that that affected person. The kiss. Do the kiss. You give a certain type of consciousness mm-hmm. to the Coriceps that like, oh, I'm going to take this person out in this special poetic way. Right. Wherein um, the different levels of effectiveness is yeah they're just killing people and you turned into an effective through spores and it's surviving mm-hmm. a bite mm-hmm. like so it's just like in the game there's not much to it like 
But the bloaters in the game are still just trying to kill you, right? So is there a certain yeah. point at which is there a certain point? They're at the which, oldest like, affected. They're, that's the right. thing because they don't explain it. And there is like because in the game when you first face a bloater, you know you're with Bill and you're trying to get mm-hmm. a car battery. You're in this high school gym and it's like, oh shit, it is a mm-hmm. bloater. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like these are the ones that's just been sitting there just getting really gross yeah beyond the clicker beyond all that they didn't die they just get nasty and yeah they just go out and they kill mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a threat it's it's interesting because they add in these especially in the first two episodes they add you know the 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 throwback type of late 60s early 70s the framing news, devices news, yeah news program mm-hmm. to have talking about oh this is possible course blah, blah 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 and then you get the second episode which i actually had a problem with it's yes. like so you have you say that the disease starts in the east asian or a southeast asian country after all the bullshit we dealt in real life in regards to covid19 and it's at his starting place per se and what was said and rallying right. around this country by the current president of the country at the time and the issues that caused between our country and that country that we're still dealing with this day that and the issues caused between yeah. Americans in this country and Asians Americans yeah. in this country. And then yeah. you to me that part just felt irresponsible. As mm-hmm. cool as it was where the lady was like, yo, burn bot, burn bomb it, it. Bomb bomb it. everything as much as you can. It, like that might have been cool, but it's like they ain't have to be in that part of the world, though. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you made it, you made a decision, and I don't like that. And it's just it, to a certain degree, when you're playing the game, uh, the corpses or the affected is just a natural threat you have to survive. Much like what we had to do, we just had to deal with COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen right. didn't care. Right. Whether or not we would, it, it, it's, it's a disease. That's all it was. The mm-hmm. people, though, mm-hmm. the Fedras, the Hunters, the mm-hmm. Davids, the, the Fireflies, dealing with that, those are threats. Those have actual mindsets and ideas on what they want to do and how they want to do what they want to do to you. Like, I just, it was that scene where it's just like, I got to do this. I was like, uh, like, so what? Like now that they're all connected. So is this an actual hive mind? Does the mm-hmm. corpses have a consciousness? Is it like, well, this is my time to take over. I can get rid of all the humans. It'll just be us and the animals and the insects. Like, I, I, like, so what are we doing? Like, yeah, I don't know. I do think the kiss was cool. I think it, it looks cool. cool. It looks but right. I think it added. Yeah. But I think it like added uh, a certain level of what do these guys want you know Mm -hmm. and i think it is sort of if you're really trying to (laughs) how do i phrase this i think that the show is very enjoyable i also think that the way that it frames cordyceps as something that could happen. It could happen. It could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. I think make something like the clickers and the bloaters more unbelievable to me because they, to me, are video game bad guys. They are just villains. That's all they are. Whereas like the cordyceps infected who are actually trying to spread, that makes more sense to me in terms of like, 
the narrative that the show has built about what cordyceps can do and what it wants to achieve right so then when you have like the clickers and the bloaters who are just like killing humans i'm like well (laughs) would, would cordyceps want to murder a potential host or would it just want to spread to a potential host so like those villains are when i feel like oh it's resident evil (laughs) and that's fine that's totally fine i just think that sometimes it feels a little bit like the show wanting to have it both ways and this probably goes back to the video game too it wants to be like a very thoughtful exploration of humanity and society but it's still a video game and it still needs gameplay and it still needs those villains but sometimes like the show didn't entirely know how to reconcile those two concepts yeah which is i also think that's why they should have just stuck with spores Mm -hmm. Uh, because even in a way you could have made it that, that spores come off the clickers well, and, bloaters and that, are like covered in yeah, mushrooms and, they, and yeah, spores, and they, and they spread spores. So, like, if you yeah. can survive them, if you can get past it and not die, you still might get infected. Yeah. Um. But the and the clickers, they kill. They can kill you, but in a lot of ways, it looks like you're basically getting scratched. That you might not actually die. Die that you might just end up like infected before you die. So mm-hmm. it's just like. It's it's a thing, but again, like uh, be quite honest, you only really get one real clicker scene in the show is with the mm-hmm. little girl clicker, and well, no, you're at the museum clicker. It scene. is the museum. It is the museum, but it's yeah, it's not as much of a threat of just like oh, I need to sneak around here. Like I do mm-hmm. wish it had a little bit more of the like, this is a dangerous area. Mm-hmm. Very very quiet. Mm-hmm. Through this, the scene don't got to be long. Mm-hmm. You know, by and. I hey maybe it costs a lot for the makeup maybe but I don't know they would spend a lot of money on a whole bunch of things y'all could have put two people okay if AMC Julian makeup I know HBO could afford some people to make up Julian said more mushroom people more more goombas more goombas two more. I don't know when we're getting season two I feel like it has to be twenty twenty. It has to be 2025, I guess. Five? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 200 days of shooting for season one. It was over a year of production. And this man still has to put on a silver helmet yes. and carry around a Muppet. So, I mean, there's no, and that's the thing, there's no ending for Mandalorian. Like, John Favreau keeps saying, oh, we don't have an ending. We're just, we're just chilling. We're doing whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, why, why would you, why would you end this? It's like, it's making money. Like no, like I'm not saying I've never watched The Mandalorian because you know me, I don't watch live action Star Wars like that. It's Mm -hmm. not my thing. But I'm not going to be surprised if Feige, I mean not Feige, but Iger is like, nah, y'all can make a couple more seasons of this. Jillian, what do I have to do to get you to watch Andor? When is that going to happen? They can stop having so many movies come out in March, so I could actually stay in the house (laughs) and actually watch some TV shows. I would like to watch Poker Face. I would mm-hmm. like to finish Andor. Mm-hmm. I would like to actually watch some of my black TV shows that come on stars. I would like to get back back into BMF. I would like to do these things. Are you watching but Snowfall? I'm behind this week, but yes, I, okay. I stay up late. Right so you have kept up with Snowfall. I had, it's That's the last good. season. Now, that yeah. Wu-Tang because it's the last seasons. Yeah. I have to watch, but like I did like Andor a lot, but again, like Mm-hmm. Yo, there was like four different movies on four different ways come out this this Friday alone. Like, mm-hmm. and I watched 
mm-hmm. all of them. And there's three movies that come out next weekend or four it's movies. Too many. It's too many movies. Like it's too many. Like, Did you see that they might make a Muhammad Ali TV show with the guy from Bridgerton? <sighs> That's the reaction I wanted. I hope that that stays in this episode. You do know I just call him Bridgerton, right? Yeah, that's fine. Like I, I saw him, I saw him at the opening of the Glass Onion premiere, mm-hmm. and then I was like, saw all these ladies running over, and I was like, "What's going?" On? I was like, "Oh, Bridgerton is here." Bridgerton is here. Yeah, <laughs> <He's right> here. <laughs> he was he was not to my liking in that with the gray man. I was mm-hmm. like, like okay, like okay, I, I'm glad you you ladies are happy with your. You're pretty yeah. nice I hope you guys are really enjoying objectifying him. I hope that's working out really well. But but Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He's, a, he's supposed to play Muhammad Ali. Uh, after what might be uh, happening. After the, the new Black Pariah from 20 years ago, already basically did the best performance of Muhammad Ali you're going to get on film and hey what the guy who was in um, Regina King's movie did a good job, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, he did a good job. It's like, I don't uh, okay. I don't know. Can you imagine watching Michael Mann's Ali and being like, you know what? I could do this better. <laughs> you can't. I don't want it like. And you shouldn't try. Would it? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? That, that hurts. That, I know. That broke my brain a little bit. I know it did. Where would you like to end this? What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts was that this was a very good show and I'm very glad um, that this was made. I'm very glad as an adaptation of video games for video games, adaptations to be, I guess, taken, I shouldn't say seriously because there've been other ones. Like people, I was like, this is the greatest adaptation ever. But I was like, yo, Sonic the Hedgehog made money. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made money. Castle. A lot of things have been. Yeah. Castlevania. Yeah. First Resident Evil. I mean, all the Resident Evil movies have like cult hit status. They're trash though. They're trash though. I I will, I will never, I will. You gotta accept them as what they are. You have to accept them as what they are. Exactly. I wouldn't so call I think, them adaptations, but yeah, you can't so accept that's, them as that's what they exactly are. the line. Is it's like, what is a honorable adaptation that like fits the ideology of the game? What is an adaptation that just takes like a one element from the central idea and then adapts it? Like we've seen so many different approaches that have been taken. And some of them have been really critically and commercially successful, and some of them have not, and that's fine. But yeah, I think this one feels like there was a level of attention given to what the video game did that perhaps other adaptations have not had. And you yeah. were a fan of that. You enjoyed that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's an interesting place to start, especially for PlayStation. And I do think, you know, my 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 macro view. Mm-hmm. Is that it's time for a change from the superhero movie mm-hmm. and the superhero property into another, mm-hmm. I guess, pop culture geek focused thing. If you could call video games geek at this point, being as long right. as around how many people play them, uh, I think there needs to be a cultural shift. And I think this could be this year is big. We've got Last of Us, and then you have Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm, you know, I forgot about that. that. I think that in the Super Mario Bros. movie always brought me to tears. The last uh, teaser when I saw Donkey Kong get the Fire Flower, uh, legit almost almost broke out of tears. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Smith tears too. The the ones where he look all sickly and he and does. Realize, 
It's Weird. really concerning. I'm like, yeah. I don't like just this at all. Just because he saw like a Batman in a suit, right, or something. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. What are your wait? What because it, it's an interesting thing. As is, this is prestige television is coming and it's being adapted from something else because it's big as big as what you were in Game of Thrones, reading the books, explaining to me uh, things as they have been. Like you knew what the Red Wedding was, which low key I feel that's what the season finale is going to be. For a mm-hmm. lot of people, it's like I know what's gonna happen, but y'all mm-hmm. don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know, yeah, um, yeah. But like for for you, like you know, watching all this television, reviewing this television, and probably be finding the story interesting, but it's like y'all ain't gonna have no PlayStation in your house. Y'all ain't gonna be sitting there putting <laughs> no fifteen hours in. No. Uh, <laughs> even though that would be a funny thing to see, it would be funny. You you and you and Adam getting busy, or mm-hmm. Adam playing, and you watching. Mm-hmm giving reactions. I would love to see that Twitch mm-hmm. stream. Y'all make all the money. Um, <laughs> but where do I land on it? Yeah. Is that the question? I, uh, this is a good question. I like it. I go between liking it, really liking it, and thinking, hmm, that didn't quite hit the mark for me. So I think probably in like a grade area, I'm probably more of like a B because there are certain things about it that with time I've grown to like more and certain things about it that I've grown to like less. I think as television production wise from a technical standpoint, I mean, what can you critique? Like it's very clear that the production design, the cinematography, the editing, all of that stuff is so well done. And I think that storylines that are genre and that do genre very well do not need to reinvent the wheel. So I think that's basically where I am. I don't think that this idea reinvents the wheel of anything like children of men or anything like station 11 or anything post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic i think what it does it's enjoyable to watch it's immersive if you believe the joel and ellie relationship i think that'll carry you through the entire show i just also think that there are a couple of narrative framings that they use that I do not like from a larger ideological perspective. So yeah, I think it's good TV. I think it's effective TV. I'll watch the second season, but I feel like it doesn't, not to say it doesn't hit for me because it does, but it's not something. I mean, I'll just say it's not children of men. Like nothing is children of men. So I just think that I really like it and I enjoy it and I think it's well done. But when I think about like the definitive, what is the meaning of humanity at the end of the world story? That's always going to be children of men for me. Yeah, children man was super hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, but that's an adaptation of a book, right? That's not an adaptation of a video game. So it's got all of these other, in a lot of ways, what they're doing 
in terms of how they're telling the story is very different. So perhaps it's unfair, you know, to compare yeah. like a two hour movie to a nine hour TV show. But I think if you enjoyed Last of Us and you haven't seen Children of Men, you should do that. You should get on that. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's a good suggestion that I was doing. And if you guys got gaming systems or a PC, you should actually give the most recent super update of the game to uh, actually play and see those little things that I, I brought up, uh, the little details and the changes of, of interactions of characters that, you know, might flesh out some things to you that could drive you to rewatch the show and, and, and see it in a different light. Uh, I know this is now also a new standard for these PlayStation shows because I don't know how well Twisted Metal is going to pick out it's going to be. And I don't know about that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on Netflix and that God of War on Amazon. I was like, I I see what y'all shows are like, and I don't know if uh, it's setting a very high bar. I think you're right that we're entering almost too into, high. Yeah, we're definitely entering into this new interesting uh, video game adaptation time where it feels like every streamer is sort of trying to get in on that. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how those shake out. Didn't are, and aren't they making a Fallout show for Amazon? I didn't imagine that. Yeah, did I? I think there's a Fallout show. Yeah, from the people who made Westworld, right? I think yes, yes, yes. So yeah, Fallout, Halo already exists. That mm-hmm. kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. Uh, we disagree. You... We disagree greatly because I'm like you're never supposed to see Master Chief's face. Yes, <laughs> ever, ever, yes. ever, yes. because Master Chief is is you. You are yes. Master Chief. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons does exist in video game form and is getting a movie. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're definitely in this. That new... mistake all the time. You don't. <laughs> again, Dungeons and Dragons is a storyteller's medium, mm-hmm. not a story. Like unless the game, unless the movie has people playing Dungeons and Dragons, it's gonna fail. Don't you but, feel like? I almost feel like. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm so tired. I almost feel like it would be like Jumanji. Almost. Technically, mm-hmm. you could say we already had the perfect Dungeons and Dragons game, and it was Jumanji mm-hmm. and Zathura or whatever. Jumanji, OG. original, yeah, original. Robin Williams, Robin Williams, Jumanji, original Jumanji, Kirsten Dunst, Jumanji. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, well, all right, Rocky. Um, you guys can find her on that Vulture. You can find her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roxana just Haddadi. Under, I think it's underscore. Yeah, I think it's Roxana underscore Haddadi on uh, Elon Musk's Twitter. Yeah, you don't have to find her on Instagram because she doesn't post on Instagram mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just read all the Vulture articles mm-hmm. and all these random because now because she's on Vulture in New York Magazine, she's part of what was it called? The Critics, right? Y'all got mm-hmm. a nice, you got a nice drawn portrait, and y'all mm-hmm. got a special newsletter. And she be on Mad Podcast now, so I'm, I'm glad she was like, I'm gonna come on the Homies Podcast because she got to do them Sam Sanders podcast, she got to mm-hmm. do the NPR podcast, and all these other podcasts. I can't get on NPR. I live right next door. You know what I'm saying? They hating. Um, but yeah, but that's good. Like you can listen to her all over the place. She's way more famous than me. That's oh great. God. It's great. Regardless of fame, there's no one I know who is more knowledgeable or well-versed or frankly fun to talk to than you. So I'm so glad we were able to like hash out all of our thoughts. All these Last of Us thoughts. Yeah. We're going to have the best post podcast. Take mm-hmm. that, the ringer. 
Julian's also going to use it as an opportunity to trash talk everyone in the <laughs> No, no, I'm going to post it up and I will get too busy and I won't be able to trash talk. But yeah, True. thanks again. Of course. Bye. Bye.